Happy Hour is presented by Corona Extra. Please drink responsibly. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Pablo Torre. Wilbon has the day off, so Tony, I am so excited to be co-hosting here with you. Wilbon has the day off? Tracy, no one told me that. I'd have taken the oh, day off on. too. Oh, hi. Hi, how you doing? Everything good? You would've missed this, good. Tony. Nice you would've to missed this, this live program we're doing. You would've missed all of this if you tried to call in I would today. You're glad you're here, admit Welcome it. To- you're glad we're here. I'm always glad to be with you. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. Wilbon felt like working Monday was enough. So in for him is our great friend, the host of the ESPN Daily Podcast, Mr. Pablo Torre. (laughs) Nice cheers, Pablo. We will get to the Serena match in a moment, but we begin today with Kyrie Irving declaring his intention to opt into his $36.5 million contract with the Nets. Irving will stay in Brooklyn. Irving told The Athletic, and I'm quoting here, Normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision. See you in the fall, unquote. Pablo, how should the Nets feel about this? First off, Tony, I assume you say that line when you go to bed at 9 p.m. every night. I'm leading us into tomorrow. I'm daring to be different. Good night. But how they should feel, they should feel like, I mean, number one, like, yes, they're in couples counseling with a guy who sounds like he's a bad crypto commercial at this point. That is the Kyrie Irving experience. But the other part of this is, I think, honestly, they should feel pretty fine right now. And I say that because the nuclear option, Kevin Durant demanding out was not activated. I think it was actually a lot farther away from being activated than it was hypothesized because Kyrie had no leverage otherwise. And for that reason, they can claim some level of stability because KD is still very much on their team. Yeah, let's just understand something for people out there. The reason Kyrie Irving did this is because $36.5 million is a lot more than $6.5 million, (laughs) which is what he would have gotten had he worked out his own deal with the Lakers. It's about money. In the same way, when Phil Mickelson goes to the Saudi tour, it's about money. It's not just to grow the game. But let's get to the quote that we both love so much one more time. Those who dare to be different will lead us into tomorrow. And let me define Mm. daring to be different this way. It means not getting vaccinated when everybody else does. It means missing all the home games all season. It means making it clear that you are the worst employee and the worst teammate of all time. I mean, Mm. I I don't I don't understand this for a second. I'll give you another quote that he said because he's delusional. Delusional. I really believe that about Kyrie. There is that. Do you remember when he said in April, when I say I'm here with Kevin Durant, I think that really entails us as managing the the franchise together alongside Joe and Sean. Okay, so Joe is the owner and Sean is the general manager. Kyrie Irving believes the franchise is in his hands. Pablo, he believes he's smarter, he's better, he's greater than everyone around him all the time. He... I, I don't I don't get it. I just don't Tony, get it. Tony, Tony, Kyrie has this very strange liberal arts, small college approach to NBA basketball where it's like, show up when you want. Practices, no, we're going to sit on the grass today. Everybody's equal. The teacher, we're all the same. And what the Nets have done is said, we don't want any part of this. Like what we want and need is stability. And Tony, the Kyrie thing, I want to be very clear about what he's doing too. He has been trying to build a marketplace at a time when his value is at its absolute lowest. The other reason he's here is not just the money that you did the math on, it's because no one outside of the Lakers allegedly wanted to take him at those prices. 
Is it a terrible thing that sometimes I hope he loses every game that he plays? Because (laughs) I don't understand how you can think this way and be in a team sport. You want to play golf or tennis, fine. But in a team sport, you can't be this way. There is, there is absolutely the team aspect, which has been underestimated. But the Clippers, Tony, their team's looking different. They have a new point guard. John Wall has accepted a $41 million buyout from the Rockets. He reportedly plans to sign with the Clippers for their mid-level exception. And look, he's 31 years yeah. old. He did not play at all last season by a mutual agreement, which is amazing. But he averaged nearly 21.7 assists the season before that. So does this feel, Tony, like a good fit to you? Okay, it's going to work out great for John Wall. He's going to go to a good team. He's going to get all of his money because when you combine the buyout and what the Clippers are going to pay him, it's going to be $47 million. And he's going to get a chance to play. He didn't get a chance to play at Houston because they hated him so much, they paid him $44 million not to play. Now, will it be a good fit? Well, it depends on what he has left. I mean, I have some numbers here that are pretty interesting He'll be 32 when the season starts. Can he still play? He's essentially spent the last five years not playing. He played in 103 games and missed 287 games. So can he step in (laughs) seamlessly? Maybe, but it's somewhat of a long shot, don't you think? It is, but the question to me, Tony, is what is his job going to be on the Clippers, right? Because the guy he's going to be backing up or working in some sort of rotation with is Reggie Jackson. And Reggie Jackson is no great shakes, by my lights, right? He is a guy who is also not a good three-point shooter, not efficient from the field. Now, John Wall, we have no idea physically what he resembles. Speed used to be his calling card. You remember that in Washington, if only that. And he clearly can't be counted on for that. So is he a passer? Is he a guy who's going to run offense for a team that is, you know, trying to do something different? And the difference with the Clippers, Tony, the last thing on just what they're going to be looking like, it's all about Kawhi Leonard to me. Right? Like he was supposed to come back at the end of last season. There were rumors about that. Is he going to be there to render this question both relevant and also a lot easier to answer for John Wall? So thank you for mentioning Washington because I watched him for a lot of years and I will admit I am not a fan. He's the fastest guy on the court all the time, but he never slowed up to get his teammates involved. He was always racing out ahead of them. I'm not sure that he made other players better when he was in Washington, he, was, he could be and was a high-volume scorer. But, Pablo, I always thought he was a me-first player. And if you're the point guard, I'm not sure that's the, the methodology of being a great point guard. So I want to see that. He did a lot of complaining that his skills weren't recognized. Now, if he's with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, that's a pretty yes. formidable compliment to people. But, again, I don't know what he has left at this point. I don't know if he yeah. steps right back in. He was a great talent. He hasn't played in five years. No, but the question of what anybody has left at this point brings us to Wimbledon, Tony, because Rafa Nadal, Serena Williams, they both played first-round matches on center court, and in the earlier match, Nadal advanced in four sets. In the latter one, which we all just watched together, Serena playing her first singles match in a year, dropped the first set 7-5, won the second 6-1, lost the third in a 10-point tiebreak, which I am now very familiar with. But, Tony, where do you want to start with all of this? Well, I want to start with the fact that that it was a very exciting day to watch tennis because you got to see two of the greatest players of all time. Rafael Nadal has more major wins than any other tennis player ever. And you got to watch him in a circumstance. He had won the first two sets rather handily, 
lost the third and was losing in the fourth. And you said, well, could he go out in the first round? And then he won four games in a row, won the fourth set. And you say to yourself as you watch, that is the DNA of a championship player. And Serena has that absolutely, absolutely the way that Rafael Nadal has. The difference is she hasn't played in a year. And she was put in a circumstance that was completely foreign to her by not playing in a year. She loves Wimbledon. It was thrilling to watch. She did get ahead in the tiebreaker, I think 4 nothing, and ended up losing the tiebreaker. But she left everything on the court. It was great to watch. Yeah, Tony, there's a big contrast to me in the Nadal and Serena stories. Nadal could have retired and gone out on a high note, right? Won the French Open, is now injured, like could have left it all out there, right? And, and maybe should have, arguably. Serena is trying to prove something. Isn't she? She's trying to prove something. She's trying. I mean, the question to me with Serena right now, after we watched that marathon together, is what is reasonable to expect from her at this point? She's one behind Margaret Court. We all know that. But can there be a lowering of the bar in earnest? Can there be moral victories, Tony? This felt kind of like a moral victory for 40-year-old Serena Williams, which is a strange sentence for anybody to utter. I agree with that. I I mean, it it did feel... Like, even though she lost, she won in the way that she played and how long it went. And she lost the first set and she came back and went very quickly through the second set. And then you had this tremendous excitement. But she is 40 years old. I would not think it's realistic to expect her to win any more majors. I would not. It may be that this she wanted to play at Wimbledon desperately because she loves Wimbledon. And maybe this was a farewell appearance at Wimbledon for as long as it went. I will tell you this, though, about Nadal, just to go back to him for a second. As strange as it seems, he's on pace to win a Grand Slam. Not a single event, all four Mm. in the same year. He won the Aussie. He won the French. He's been laboring with with physical ailments. And I don't think he can win on grass. These are first-round matches. If you are extended to that point in a first-round match, it seems unlikely you can win on grass. But he's got something out ahead of him that would be amazing at his age if he could do it. Yeah, to me, to just end on Serena here, I suppose, Tony, like, this was fun. This was really fun to watch. Serena gave us a gift beyond any reasonable expectation. The regret, of course, is that the gift giving is over for her until she decides to pop up again. And who knows when that'll be. Let's take a break. Coming up, what's the word for the Yankees getting yet another come from behind win? And how best to describe the trajectory of O'Neill Cruz's very first home run of this season. I mean, seriously, watching Serena, you, you're, you're on pins and needles. I'm tired. And you're tired. rooting for her. Of course you're rooting for her. I'm tired watching her get tired. Yeah. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live La Vida Maspina. Part of Happy Hour. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. You are watching Pardon the Interruption, presented by Corona Extra, part of Happy Hour. Time to gush over Pablo's Harvard vocabulary and what's the word? What's first? The Yankees winning from behind again last night is blank. It's standard. It's what they do all the time. Let me check my notes. They've done it 23 times in their 54 Mm. wins. Someone else has the lead. They close. They win. Drive home safely. Last night, they're down 5-1, I think, to Oakland. They get one back in the fourth, one back in the fifth. They get six in the seventh, and they get him. Oakland gives it to him. There's two catcher interference calls. There's a hit by pitch. There's a walk. They didn't even need an Aaron Judge three-run home run. This is what they do. This is why they're actually ahead of the pace of the 27 Yankees right now. Well, Tony, this is why the word is clearly manifest destined. It is manifest destiny. This is the empire roaring back, man. This is the empire going and getting its God-given dominion over all it sees. It is absurd. It is absurd, truly, that it's the 98 Yankees and the 0-1 Mariners and this team through this many games. It is the all-time caliber of this squad. And, Tony, for me... It's also insulting, I think, on this level for non-Yankee fans, right? Now you have Goliath feeling a little like David. It's like all of these comebacks, you shouldn't get both. You should be absurdly dominant by record, or you should be the scrappy underdog. Somehow this team has allowed me to feel both of those things, which is very manifest destined of them to do. They are 34 games over 500. The next closest team is the Mets, 20 games over 500. So for Michael Wilbon, who hates New York and hates I-95, eat it. Because those are the two best teams right now. What's next? O'Neal Cruz's first home run of the season last night was blank. Oh, it was quick. I was watching this live because the Pirates were playing the Nats, and I watched the Nats. So this is the fifth inning, and Eric Fetty is on the mound. That's a righty-lefty situation because Cruz is a lefty. So Fetty throws it in, I don't know, 92, 93, something like that, a healthy speed. It goes out, let me get the exact number, at 109.8 miles an hour. (laughs) 109.8 out of the ballpark. It is a flat trajectory from the moment Cruz hits it. It's about 12 feet up, and it goes into the stands 12 feet up, and God forbid you try to catch it and miss, it would put a hole in your body. I'm not exaggerating here. If you had a sandwich in your hand, and you were about to bite into the sandwich, you could not bite through before that ball was out. That's how fast it got out. 
Tony, it was instructive for similar reasons to me. And by the way, as a golf guy, this is where the overlap between the nerdery of baseball and the nerdery of golf comes together, right? This is all about the low launch angle, and it's instructive as yep. a physics lesson. How is it that you can get a home run with a launch angle in the teens? In the teens, you do it by hitting it real, real quick, as you said. So yes, this is a guy who does... O'Neill Cruz, by the way. Like, just a very strange, exotically delightful player. He has thrown guys out at first at like 97 miles an hour by his arm. He hits balls a million miles an hour. He's incredible. He's an incredible young player. Totally flat. Bang. It's out of it. It's so quick. That's the final word. Let's take one last break, but still to come. Could Baker Mayfield end up back on the Browns after all? Really? And it is a big day for Russell Westbrook, really. And is it also one for the Lakers as a result? 6-7 shortstop who throws it at 97, gunning somebody out to first and hits it that hard and runs that fast. Yes. 6-7. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 62nd birthday, John Elway. Did anyone ever get out better than Elway? He won the Super Bowl, then said goodbye. It's perfect. Elway is Wilbon's favorite quarterback ever. No matter what I say about Brady, Wilbon says Elway. I remember admiring Elway for his position before the 1983 draft, saying he wouldn't play for the Baltimore Colts, who had the first pick. Baltimore drafted Elway anyway, wound up trading him to Denver for offensive lineman Chris Hinton, quarterback Mark Herman, and a number one pick that became offensive lineman Ron Solt. The Broncos got to five trips to the Super Bowl with Elway, and they won twice. The Colts got out of town in a year. They took vans to Indianapolis in the middle of the night. Elway got the better of the Colts once again when he acquired Peyton Manning, who took the Broncos to two Super Bowls and won one. Elway's still running the Broncos, and this year, he's got Russell Wilson. 
And that is growth to me, Tony. Remember, John Elway, as a front office mind, has always had this very particular kink about tall quarterbacks. They got to be like 6'6 or whatever, Trevor Simeon, Peyton Lynch or whatever, Paxton Lynch. Russell Wilson's 5'11", and he he's yeah. definitely the best of all of them that he's had so far. So I look forward to this very strange new era in his personal development. A not-so-happy anniversary of Vander Holyfield. On this day 25 years ago, Holyfield had a chunk of his ear bitten off by Mike Tyson in the third round of their WBA heavyweight championship bout. Tyson was disqualified after the bite. This is one of the most scandalous acts of behavior in the history of sports. To repeat, Tyson bit off a hunk of Holyfield's ear. <laughs> Neither fighter was the same after this. Holyfield certainly was a few ounces lighter at the weigh-in, don't you think? Amazingly, Holyfield and Tyson appeared together some years later in a Foot Locker commercial. Apparently, some marketing genius felt he could sell shoes off this. Other people in the commercial include our friend Kyrie Irving and Dennis Rodman. The thrust of it is Tyson goes to Holyfield's house and hands him a small gift box. It's Holyfield's ear. Tyson says, I kept it in formaldehyde, and they hug it out. Pablo, it's strangely effective. Tony, Mike Tyson is remarkably charismatic. I once spent like seven hours at his house for a story for Sports Illustrated, and I came away being charmed by the man that you've adequately pointed out now, sort of romanticized cannibalism. And that feels appropriate <laughs> for where he's gone in his personal development as well. Yeah, was the tiger in the living room? Happy trails to 12 <laughs> players and coaches from Sunday's brawl between the Mariners and the Angels. It's too bad Wilbon isn't here to repeat his constant refrain that baseball brawls are just junk and they don't matter and they aren't important. Major League Baseball obviously thinks this brawl was important because this is a big time pervasive body of suspensions. Angels manager, Angel Baseball Phil clearly Nevin, yeah. believes, yeah, clearly believes Nevin sent a reliever to the mound to start uh, the game with the intent to hit Mariners players. Baseball believes it, I believe it, everyone believes it. Mariners outfielder Jesse Winker, the designated plunky, got seven games, surely for charging the Angels' dugout, precipitating the punching. A bunch of others got multiple games, including Anthony Rendon, who is out for the season after wrist surgery and will serve his five <laughs> when he actually plays again next year. Even the Angels' in-house interpreter got two games. The interpreter! How many languages can he say two games in? That's incredible. Tony, the Angels manager, Phil Nevin, the new Angels manager. I want to focus on him for a second here because this is the era of the opener, right? This is the baseball nerd era. You can start a game with a reliever, except he picked one who had never started a game before. A little bit conspicuous, I would say, Phil, on that one. Totally conspicuous. Baseball's not blind. One omission. The Jazz will reportedly hire Celtics assistant Will Hardy as their new coach in one era. I said Rafael Nadal has more majors than any player ever, and I meant any male player ever. Serena and Margaret Court both have more, and Steffi Graf also has 22. But Nadal's mm. going for the Grand Slam right now with a shot. Not much, but a shot. Let's go to the big finish, Pablo. Russell Westbrook opted in on his $47.1 million contract with the Lakers for next season. Is that good news for L.A.? It is not good news. It is deeply predictable, which maybe makes the worst news a little bit more palatable. But Bryce Harper will require surgery on his fractured thumb, but he's expected back this season. Is that good news? Yeah, he's the reigning NL MVP. I mean, I got problems with him because he left the Nats for a division team. But you get a broken thumb, you could be out for the whole season. Maybe it's six weeks or eight weeks or ten weeks. They'll probably get him back, and he's a great hitter. 
Baker Mayfield did not rule out a return to the Browns, but added, and I'm quoting here, both sides have moved on. Pablo, your thoughts? I don't know how moved on either side is here. They're going to need presumably a quarterback. Baker Mayfield is a quarterback. Deshaun Watson right now is in the middle of hearings about discipline, Tony. All of this feels very tenuous and very much in the moment. But Max Scherzer starts again tonight for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies against the Hartford Yard Goats, of course. What do you expect? This is such a great thing that I went to school in Binghamton and Max Scherzer pitches in Binghamton and for Binghamton. I want him to get me an autographed jersey, Rumble Ponies, and I'll teach him how to make speedies. Last one, U.S. Women's Soccer versus Columbia tonight in Utah. Who you got? Give me the women who haven't lost at home in like five years. I will take them, please. We're out of time. We will try to do better the next time. Hickman's Meat Market in Rehoboth Beach. Shout out. I'm Pablo Torre, by the way. Thank you for watching. And please check out ESPN Daily wherever you get, you know, the good podcasts. And now, until then, here's SportsCenter. Live TV ain't nothing like it. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.